Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, the podcast where two 30-year-olds guide you through the latest trends, creators, and stories from the TikTok universe. I'm Melissa Rosen. And I'm Dina Greenbaum. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hello, Melissa. Hello, Dina. This is a really exciting episode because there's so much going on in the news with TikTok. We needed to do a bonus episode. I don't even know where to begin. Where should we start? <laughs> well, we'll explain where we got this idea because as you listeners know on Too Old for TikTok, we typically stay out of the mainstream. We're not on straight TikTok. We don't necessarily know what Charlie D'Amelio and Addison Ray are up to. But the news all over the place has been about how Charlie was like, quote, canceled. There was some like catastrophic dinner on YouTube with James Charles. So we start looking into it and we're reading the news articles. And you guys probably have seen some of this, like Charlie lost like a million followers or was it a million? Yeah. Yeah. I started seeing all these news stories. So I automatically went to Charlie's TikTok to be like, oh my God, is she actually canceled? What's happening? I don't follow her because I'm, again, we're not on that side of TikTok. It's not entertaining for us to be watching dancing teens. But she, yes, she had lost all the comments on her, all her recent videos were like, my respect for you went down and everyone's using the graphs, like either up or down graphs. That's like a new thing in the comments on TikTok. (laughs) So yeah, when I had seen this after the news broke, she had been at like 99 million followers. And then when I looked, she was at 98 something. So Mm. everyone should know now she's past the 100 million mark. She's doing okay. Yeah, she'll be fine. (laughs) But... So here's the evolution of this. And this is, I think, anybody who would listen to this podcast like, would maybe have the same trajectory as us. Because first we see these stories and the headline is about how rude and like immature Charlie and her sister are acting at this dinner. They have like a personal chef and he made like a paella for them and there was a snail cooked snail in it and her sister like threw it up like she was just like this is disgusting and then charlie was like i'd rather have chicken nuggets and they just were sort of acting like brats the whole meal so the main headlines were disrespectful to the chef because dixie threw up and the next main headline was charlie only thinks of her fans as numbers she wants 100 million followers that's so rude her fans are people like she has enough followers and the whole like concept behind this show which we'll get to the, what we think it's is a concept. youtube show it's a youtube show and it's a mystery guest at dinner so the mystery guest for the show was james charles so that's how he got into the story because honestly i was confused why he was like in any of these articles at first too i thought he was just commenting on it but it turns out no he's he was the guest at the dinner. And so that's one of the things like James Charles sort of poked fun at her like, oh, what, 95 million isn't enough. And people were saying like, that he like checked her on that. But when you watch it, you realize like he is just like being funny. But okay, let's backtrack on all of this because both Dina and I went to NYU. We have studied television production. We have worked in television production. 
I encourage Dina to watch this 15 minute YouTube video with me. This is one of the worst things, the worst content, the worst producing I think I've ever seen. Yeah. So at first we were going to do this episode and I was like, I watched clips of the YouTube video. Like, I don't need to watch the whole thing. Like I'm watching like housewives and all my staples, like, and six hours of TikToks a day. I don't have time to watch a 16 minute YouTube video with Charlie. I don't care. I watched the highlights. It's fine. Melissa's like, no, watch the full 16 minutes. And really thank God I did. I mean, it, first of all, I think it right now it currently has 17 million views, which it deserves. This is literally the worst thing I've ever seen. It's the worst 15 minutes of content yeah. that has ever been created but on any platform. will you watch it a second time? <laughs> will I watch it a second time? Hell no. I'm going to read through our comments on Gchat for a laugh, but that was painful. Like, I want to poke my eyes out after watching this. This it is, is so bad. extremely cringy. So you guys don't have to watch it, but I do recommend <laughs> that you do, but we'll kind of talk through it. Basically, her family moved out to LA, got this house because now they're in entertainment. They're famous and making a shit ton of money. So of course they need to be in LA. Right. You can watch it. You can also not watch it. I think we'll do a pretty good job of like breaking it down for you if you'd rather not watch it. Um, I just think me and Dina were so shocked almost at the fact that the story that came out of this like was not the most shocking thing about this to me. Like I sort of want to do our too old for TikTok for too old for TikTok take on this in that like as two 30 somethings watching this. I have so much more that's wrong with it than just like girls being rude about food. Like the, there's just so much more that is like cringeworthy about this show that like anyone with a semblance of like film or TV knowledge or criticism <laughs> is going to be horrified. And, and I think that's our audience. So I want to I want to bring this perspective to the conversation. Like we have film and TV knowledge, but most of our knowledge like is Kardashians and Real Housewives. <laughs> and we come from the generation of we're watching right. these reality shows. And so I think we're used to seeing uh, a typical reality show, but that's actually really well produced. And I've worked in reality and these producers work so hard. There are storylines, there are arcs, yes, you know, exactly. it's, it, it's, it's developed this 16 minute piece. Like I blame the producers for most of it. And Melissa's like, no, <laughs> You know, she disagrees, but I mean, it's just like whoever they signed on to, to produce this series should not ever work in Hollywood again. <laughs> Wait, or, or they're geniuses because like I said, it has six, 17 million views. So maybe we're just the fools here and we're making a podcast about it. So, you know. Oh, okay. Let's just dive into it because I have a lot of grievances. Okay, so Dina explained the backstory is it's this family who like, okay, and so let me actually backtrack even more here. Because from what I got from this, so we all know Charlie D'Amelio is like the famous TikToker. Um, she's only 16 years old. I thought she was older by now, but she's still only 16. Her sister is 19. Um, I thought her sister was 13 years old. She acts <laughs> so immature. And like, yeah. Okay. 
so, but her parents are like clearly like they're trying to make this like the Kardashians part two. Like I, that's the mm-hmm. most obvious thing as somebody who's watched a lot of, like you said, reality TV over my life. Like there's no reason that this whole family has to be famous, but they're clearly trying to put themselves all in the spotlight because they've seen what can happen when you become a Kardashian family. Get everybody in on it. All four of the D'Amelios are just not comfortable in front of the cameras. There's a difference between making TikTok videos and a reality TV short form series on YouTube. Like the faces that Charlie and Dixie are known for making on TikTok videos where they stick out their tongue and like cringe, if that is a way to describe it. Like Mm -hmm. they do that towards the camera multiple times. And it it's cool on TikTok. That's what they're known for. But in the middle of like someone talking about paella and they're just like looking at the camera and then they stick their tongue out and make this TikTok face, like it doesn't work. You hit the nail on the head. This is like the medium is the message 101. Like we've taken them off of TikTok. It's not just Charlie doing selfies. And it's like, yeah, they're, and it's, I'm pretty sure this seems like it's like all one take too. Like they just. No, it's not. You can look, you can look. I So you know how it's not one take is that you can see the progression of the plates and the forks and the different cuts. Like I'm sure they filmed this dinner with James Charles for like two hours. And I love what you said. Your main comment was like, Thank God for James Charles because his experience as an actual YouTuber, because he is a famous YouTuber, he started on YouTube and then went to TikTok, shows because he really reined them in. He carried this. He carried this entire show, if you could even call it that. But that's what I said. (laughs) That's why, like, like, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. It's literally, like, Charlie and her sister, really, like, the whole family, like, barely talks. Not because James talks over them, but because they have nothing to say. Like, it's literally just four of the most bland people I've ever seen on television. And James is extremely charismatic. Like, yeah, he's clearly, like, talented and funny and quick. And thank God for him. Like, he's great. He carries the entire episode. He has funny jokes. His funny one-liners, funny remarks to all of them. And it just makes everybody around him seem even worse. But like, the, I, there's nothing you could really do to like lift these people up. These are the most bland people I've ever seen in my life. I, I totally agree. So uh, let's break it up into segments. The first thing I think we need to discuss is the Dixie vomiting the snail incident. Because this made headlines... You need to be looking at contracts, you need to be looking at this, you need to be understanding deal terms. Because a lot of people don't, but unfortunately that's how a lot of influencers... What is everyone laughing at? What is this? Oh my god. It's a mushroom. No, it's not. That's a snail. Oh my god. It is a snail. (gasps) Oh! It's it's the caracol. It's classic in Paya, and it's actually uh, an omen of good luck and fortune. I just touched its liver. Oh my god, liver? There's a... I mean, it basically is 30 seconds of this video and the chef comes by and is like, oh, the, the snail is good luck if you have it. So she eats it. 
she gets up, she's like pretending to vomit, but then she goes outside and she actually vomits. Disturbingly, Charlie's like, oh, typical Dixie. And then also after this, Charlie put out another, like an apology of being like, I'm not rude towards the chef. Like I vomit all the time. Like, are we just like, okay with bulimia now? I vomit all the time. Like, what? I, the worst part is too, this this is so hard to watch. It's like watching a really just uncomfortable, like human interaction. So, okay, James is chatting and he's actually like talking about something pretty serious. Like he's talking about how he's been giving Charlie advice on like legal contracts and how people can really take advantage of you when you're young in Hollywood. And so he's having like a very serious conversation and the camera is just zooming in on the sister. What is her, what's the sister's name? Dixie. Dixie, okay. So the camera's zooming in on Dixie who is just like, yeah, like gross, like looking at the snail and like being grossed out by it. And it, it, like, it just reminded me of moments in my life where, like, I've been having a conversation with somebody or it's, like, a group of people. And then, like, somebody off on the side who's, like, immature, narcissistic, or, like, just <laughs> being a dick is, like, oh, the attention's not on me right now. Like, I'm going to do something stupid or, you know, have my own little storyline over here. Like, it just really bugged me. And then at one point, James, like, sort of realized what was going on. And he's like, what's going on? And I like felt bad for him because I was just like, he's like, like, that's just so rude. Like this person's talking and like, it, it just really irked me. And again, it was like uncomfortable to watch. Like I've been in that situation and it's like, I don't want to, Oh, it's like a very vulnerable human moment that they captured, but like a terrible one. And then the mom asked Dixie like, oh, are you just being dramatic or like, What's going on? And Dixie runs out, throws up, comes back in, and scene. And scene. going. <laughs> resume, resume normal resume conversation. Yeah. I. One of the lines, though, you pointed out, too, is at one point, Charlie was like, yeah, like, I'm really shy in person, and people don't expect that from me. Like, they just expect me to be dancing all the time. <laughs> what? <laughs> People just think you like walk around dancing. That's not like a personality trait. Yeah, I don't, I just don't believe that. Like, she's just a 16 year old who got thrown into fame and is probably like socially like uncomfortable, which is totally understandable. But I don't think it's because people think she's dancing 24 7. Like, that's not like, I gotta give more people the benefit of the doubt like they know that just because you dance on tiktok you're not walking into a room doing the renegade <laughs> right. yeah okay then i think it goes they start talking about meeting the kardashians and they all fawn over the kardashians because they're so nice and i was like well melissa met kim kardashian too and she was nice so that story that all checks yeah. out yeah. that's great that got no press but you know it right. is what it is and then going back to the food part, Charlie goes, Charlie says, do we have any dino nuggets? <laughs> yeah. Charlie also maybe says like 
10 words this entire show. And, like, that was the bulk of it. Do we have any dino nuggets? <laughs> and I just, like, again, so James Charles is 21. And so the sister's 19. Charlie is 16. And it's just, like, James is, like, very mature for his age like in in a a good way like he can carry a conversation he can carry himself he's confident he's smart the other the two the other two girls are I think they probably are their age like honestly like I don't think that they're necessarily like crazy immature the 19 year old might be a bit more immature but like (laughs) whatever they're teenagers and I it's like yeah though like Charlie's making comments like that and the sister will make comments like that and it's like Charles you can see him sort of like cringing a little bit and like and I don't think this is him being like mean to him mean to them like obviously he like defended her afterwards too but it is just like he like he's the only person grounded in reality in this show like he's the only one you can look at to be like yeah, this is bizarre. Like it's like it's like in a sitcom you need somebody, the main character who's pointing things out. So it's like thank God he's there to be like Charlie, like really. And he keeps being like, "Oh my gosh, this paella is amazing." Like for all the crap that they said the Demilio showed towards this personal chef, James did like the exact opposite like he was constantly just like praising the chef and like very complimentary of everything like he just knows how to like be I don't know a respectful mature human being yeah wait well let's go back to breaking it down though because after the Kardashian conversation then it goes more into the food Charlie asks about the dino nuggets and then um Dixie says to James Charles you see, you don't like sushi, right? You seem like the type of person who would like sushi. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I could see how I give off that vibe. And he says, which Very is just a good one-liner, he says, recently I tried a spicy tuna roll. She's gorgeous. <laughs> he's got jokes. He's a funny person. But, like, she, again, like, this sister Dixie, like, she reminds me of, like, like my friend's sisters in the past who were like younger and like unnecessarily rude sometimes. Like I'm not gonna, okay, I won't name names, but she'll know who this is. Like one time my friend's sister, and I love her now, but she was a little angsty something at like age 10. And she was like, you guys don't even like drink or go to parties. Like what are you, straight edge? (laughs) And it was just like, like what like why are you asking these questions like I just feel like that's Dixie's personality that's why I assume she was younger like she seems like she's just somebody like trying to like be like oh you would like sushi and it's like what (laughs) I actually I disagree I think she just didn't know what else to talk about and I don't think she brought up the sushi as like a dig I really just I, there's just not a lack of like intelligent conversation going on, like you know that they can carry. That's true. You're spot on with that. And they just like couldn't really keep up with James. Like it did feel like when one of them spoke, it just like the whole show came to a halt, and there was like crickets. 
Yes, and that's actually exactly what happened at the end when they tried to do this abrupt outro, like, yay, thanks for joining dinner. And they tried to make a joke how it would be like the last one because it didn't go well. And James <laughs> was just like, no, 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 let me do the outro. <laughs> this was literally, I just had an image of like me pushing my brother aside at our bat mitzvah and being like, let me read the poem. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just... Yes. Okay. So I think, and I, this I feel like maybe was a direction from producers or something, but it seems literally like somebody like poked them or there was a stopwatch somewhere and it was like, Hey, once you hit 15 minutes, like somebody needs to look at the camera and just say, okay, thanks for joining. No, Melissa, there was definitely a stop down because they cleared the plates. It wasn't like this, this wasn't one take. The plates were cleared at the end of their outro. So I, they got full on direction and probably did a couple of takes of it. And that is what occurred. You're giving them too much credit. I appreciate like your reality show eye on this and being able to notice those things. I think the truth is like, I genuinely can't believe that anybody would produce this. Like I can't believe. Like, it's so bad that the thought that there is, like, a professional production crew in there guiding mm-hmm. this is unfathomable to me. Like, that I that agree. transition, it's so weird. Charlie just, like, looks at the camera and, like, really stiltedly is like, okay, well, this is over now. Like, what? Oh, it's, <laughs> it's so bad. And, like, it is. It's not just... Like, it's not even just, like, charisma that they're lacking, which they are, but it's also just, like, an inability to read the room, sort of. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah, like, some, right, even if they did, like, they paused, you know, rolling, and then they did it again. Like, the way James picked up with it, it felt natural. It flowed, you know? Like, there, there just was no, there's no ability for her to, like, understand, like, the storyline not that there really was one <laughs> there's no story yet but yeah what is so fascinating and you see the difference with james's talent versus charlie and dixie is james is an experienced youtuber who also he gravitates towards dixie and charlie because he was famous at a young age too and had to learn as he went and he serves as their mentor. And now we're seeing this rise of the TikTok fame. And like, this is just the start of something really big in our pop culture is like this moment in time. And the fact that this video made headlines all over the place and even people who don't who don't even have the TikTok app know about this. Like, this is just the start. And I mean... Sadly, like pop culture loves to see young starlights like crash and burn, like, you know, a a Britney Spears saga Mm -hmm. that was our generation or something like that. And I I actually feel really bad for for Dixie and Charlie because people are just waiting for them to fail because they're at the top and all really all they can do is come down. Yeah. And I will say, like, I saw a clip of, like, she went on Instagram live, I think, or TikTok. She did a live something. She was live and she was crying. And Mm -hmm. after all this backlash and she was like, I'm just really sorry if I came off as rude. I was just joking. And it actually, like, it reminded me of Taylor Swift, sort of, who, like, 
she's our Taylor Swift is our age. And I think I can really identify with like her up and down too. And having seen the documentary on Taylor Swift, I thought yeah. it was really fascinating because she mentioned like, and this is a trait that like, a lot of women have you're like a people pleaser you want everybody to like you you want to be perfect and taylor spoke about how difficult that is as a star mm-hmm. like no not millions of people are never going to like you like it's there's always going to be people out there who are criticizing you or jealous of you or in some way taking you down and it was she was trying to please everybody as a young star and we've seen her evolution over the past few years. She's really just been like, mm, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm going to do me. I'm confident in myself. Like, she's still working on it. But I like, I love watching Taylor Swift's evolution over the years. And it reminded me of Charlie, too. Like you're saying, we think of the starlets that we know. Like, yeah, I was like, I... Charlie is super young. Like if I was 16, I would be like, oh my gosh, like why doesn't everybody love me and think I'm funny? Like I would be freaking out. I think it's like, unfortunately, yeah, she's just going to have to go through this phase of like getting to a point where you realize like not everyone is going to like you and you have to just be yourself and like be confident with that and not let like, cause she kept saying in the video, like, if that's what you guys want, like, I just, I'll do more of that type of content. Or if that's what you want, I, I won't do, I won't talk like that anymore. And I, like, eventually she'll get there. But like, yeah, she's, she's just going to have to get to a point where she's not trying to please everybody anymore. Yeah, I agree. She should take some tips from Taylor Swift, or at least, you know, study other starlets from our generation. James Charles, I will thank God he's a mentor. He's really needs to be one to them apparently and james charles then defended them and this horrible tiktoker who we're going to talk about with our guest cena next week trisha paytas who is constantly canceled and uncanceled and canceled again made this video trying to cancel james charles calling him like a kid groomer and james had this great clap back we'll play now how is it that James Charles is the victim in every single situ? I didn't want to respond to this because I didn't want to give Trisha the attention that she's clearly craving. However, I've now been accused of being a child groomer, and this is not an accusation that I'm going to take lightly. Uh, to insinuate that the relationship between Charlie and I is anything other than just a friendship is absolutely disgusting. I don't need Charlie, and Charlie does not need me. I became friends with the Demilia family as a whole very, very early on because this is all very, very new to them, and I wanted to be a friend and a mentor in any way that I possibly could. And Charlie and I, despite not being the same age, had one thing in common which is coming to the spotlight at a very very young age this is something that trisha has never experienced because the only reason she is in the spotlight is because she has said racist things she said the n-word she's done blackface she offended the trans community she offended the did community she said hitler wasn't that bad of a guy voted for trump and started a fight with about every single other creator on this platform you are in no position to be talking about me and my career so i highly recommend that you stop starting fights with people that are half your age pack it up and work on holding yourself and your best friends around you because they and you are the problem bravo jay yeah I like so honestly this 15 minute video with James Charles is like the most I've ever seen of him prior to this that TikTok was the most I'd ever seen of him and just watching that I was like wait this guy seems amazing like I don't really know much of him but he seems really like smart and cool and I I still stand by that yeah I and I think Trisha obviously is just 
a moron. Like that's sort of been proven time and time again. Um, and I think like I dug into this a little bit too, and it just seems way off base. Like she's making these weird claims that like, because he's 21, he shouldn't be hanging out with a 16 year old, which like, what? Like, I don't, she, and Trisha is like 32. So it's like, okay, maybe a 32 year old shouldn't be making fun of a 21 year old. Like who cares? It's just, it's a, it's a very strange thing. And I'm glad that James was like, this is not like some small allegation. Like that's really messed up of you to like frame our friendship in that way. Um, But I think it's interesting too, because James talks about how like, I'm friends with the whole D'Amelio family. And then like watching this, like episode of him interacting with the family I'm just like why would you be friends with this family like (laughs) you guys don't mesh well at all like I can't imagine you like happily interacting with this family that's true at this point it's all a business transaction and like they say no press is bad press and they're still all making money speaking of making money Should we dive into this New York Times article about collab houses going public and getting traded now on the stock market? Please. And you have a much better handle on (laughs) finance than I do. So why don't you take the explanation? Well, actually, I can't explain it as well as this TikTok video explains it super well. So we'll play the video. First off, let's talk financials. They're funding all of this with a $5 million loan from their CEO. They can pull up to $5 million. So far, they've pulled just over a million. On that, in the first six months of 2020, they're claiming an operating loss of 983209 on revenues of 95534 Now, that loss includes the $240,000 that they paid to do the reverse merger and be publicly listed. But that raises the question, how do these places even make money? How is this a business? So they make money in a couple of ways. Number one, they act as a management company for all the influencers that work there. So every dollar that any of the influencers make through brand deals or whatever, they get a piece of that. Number two, they're basically creating brand incubators. And so they already have the marketing platform to launch any product, whether it's clothing, beauty, whatever. Number three, they're trying to shop around a reality TV show, which is why they gave this guy a seat on their board of directors. Now, time will tell if this works or not, but if you're wondering how much that house costs, 50,000 a month. Okay, so this video really gets into the numbers of it all. But the interesting thing I think this article dives into is it actually like quotes a 12 year old who invests in the stock market. And is like, oh, I think like other kids who are interested in this will invest in this too, because it's basically a penny stock. I feel like just the Kardashians have changed the entire landscape of what it means to be celebrity. Like I, I've like mentioned this before, like I think we started out celebrities were actors or singers like they had this tangible talent um and then off screen or you know off the record they were followed around and deemed like celebrities and the kardashians i feel like created this new line of celebrity where it's you know, famous for being famous. And really, like, probably Paris Hilton was actually the founder of that, right? True. Let's give credit where credit's due. But, like, I think the Kardashian family, Kris Jenner, really was like, no, we're, we're getting the whole family involved, right? And then the Kardashian, we all know where this went. Because I just, like, see what's happening now. And that article, too, like, 
they were there was an opening in the article where it was like this girl revealed to like her 53 million followers that she was joining a house and that that was like this huge news and it's a huge break for her wait that's a different article oh i think you're you're referring to an article i sent you where the headline is woman bathing in milk underscores appeal of tiktok houses that's the one (laughs) but i think what to your point is valid is in the article about uh the tiktok houses going public basically to try to get money they're trying to sell a reality show about these houses right yes which it's and and the fact that these people are all about just like getting into the house And see, this is what I connected to being super weird, because I think a lot of my favorite content on TikTok um, is people like out and about, like whether they're traveling or they're interacting with something in their environment or people. And I started to think like, that doesn't sound like very interesting content of just like a bunch of people in a house. Like what's dynamic about that? You know, like even on the Kardashians, like they're going places, right? Like Lord Disick goes shopping for cars. Like that's a whole episode. He interacts with the car salesman. Like I was just like this to my palate, this seems really bizarre that we're investing in just like a piece of land, a piece of property, and we're just going to throw people in. I mean, I guess it's Big Brother, like what have well, we got? Have we gotten full circle? Or are we back to Big Brother? Well, I think the point of them making content in these houses is they are producing content for brands and putting it out to their millions of followers. And this is how the people who own the houses make money. So they have the but the point to your point, they haven't sold a reality show yet, and there's a reason for that. And it's exactly for what you're saying. Is there's what is it? Big Brother is that the show? Can these and we've learned from watching the D'Amelio's YouTube videos, can these TikTok stars carry a reality show? And are they comfortable on cameras? The answer is no. Clearly. Doing a 60-second TikTok dance doesn't translate yeah. into being a charismatic TV perso- personality. I hope people realize that. Because what scares me is, like you said, there's, what, 17, 15 million views on this YouTube video, like, I'm scared. Like, what if this does end up being, you know, how parents are like, how do you watch that crap? Like, what if this is just what content is turning into? Am I going to just be too old for everything soon? Yes. We were not born in the, like, YouTube generation, like, where we were kids and we could watch YouTube videos like we were watching Nickelodeon but there's a whole generation after us who and there was a trend I saw on TikTok that I didn't understand because I'm too old where they would call out their like YouTube mamas and it would be like these are the YouTubers that brought me up and it's all these YouTube influencers that I don't know but these teens are they're probably in their young 20s now grew up watching like I hope that there are James Charles. And I hope that like producers and viewers gravitate more towards dynamic, interesting characters and stories and not just like super 
awkward, stilted, wet towels. <laughs> well, if they're dancing to the renegade in a wet towel, that's a different story. Uh, that would not be interesting for me to watch. No. And again, that's it's not our side of TikTok, which is why we had to produce this episode <laughs> separate from our others, because we like talent on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. And that, I mean, dancing is talent, okay? Charlie's a good dancer. Dixie put out a song. It's a good, catchy song. But if you watch a video, you don't, there's no story arc. There's no, right. you know. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it is like watching this, you know, faux reality show. They are like encroaching into the medium we're more familiar with, the reality show, you know, format. It's not just, a 30 second dance and there's more to it like you said you can't just weirdly put your tongue out at the camera like what like imagine even like like kim kardashian just like doing that in the middle of an episode <laughs> like don't no. even on a reality show like don't break the fourth wall stop oh i disagree i think the fourth wall is getting broken all the time now and because viewers are smarter so i actually like when shows smartly break the fourth wall. The housewives do it now more and more. Really? Absolutely. What housewife moment did they break it? I can name, okay, Potomac is on right now. And yes, I did used to work for the company who produced Potomac, but I still watch it, I'm a fan. And there is a scene where all the girls prank someone her name's wendy and they put a spider in her bed and then they want to watch the prank unfold Uh so you see them sitting with the producers watching the producers monitor watching the prank unfold and also you hear now in the interviews you hear the producer asking a question Mm, and also when they're yeah and beverly hills housewives a producer was getting into denise richards business being like you need to go back in there Mm -hmm. it happens more and more i get i guess but i would argue even in those contexts like it's not like kim and courtney are having a fight and then all of a sudden kim just looks at the camera and is like haha this is so silly you know like I I feel like it has to still feel organic to the story and to the characters and that's what I just felt was like super off about this was they oh I agree yeah it didn't fit in yeah yeah oh god I don't like these people like I don't mean to be mean to teenagers but like I don't like these people Melissa do you have anything more before we go that you'd like to say that you think we we missed? I think we got out all of our frustrations and thoughts on this Tabilio family catastrophe. <laughs> and they'll they'll be fine for it. Like I just I think it's important that our too old for TikTok perspective joins the voices talking about this because I feel like there's a lot of things that people weren't talking about that we found very necessary to bring to light. So hopefully our listeners got some education. If you feel like watching the YouTube video, please DM us on Instagram while you watch. We would love live reactions from you. We will interact (laughs) with you 
And uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Yes. And our Instagram is two, the number two, olds for TikTok, the number four, pod. And you could check out our blog, twooldfortiktok.com. And we hope everyone had an amazing Thanksgiving. And we are grateful for everyone who listens to this podcast and rates and reviews and subscribes. Uh, We really do appreciate you listening to our Too Old for TikTok antics. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.